What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Post Lunch. My name is Anthony Jen. I'm your host, and I'm here with Kevin Hockenberry. How are you, sir? I am well. Dude, I'm so pumped. Um, This is a special edition episode. July 3rd, baby. Yeah, which makes it a Monday. Yeah. We're just <laughs> throwing curveballs. Yeah, you just went from like something like, it's July 3rd, to like, it's a Monday. Yeah. But we're just throwing curveballs at our listeners. They're like, when's the normal time? Oh, that's right. Because last week we did like... It was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, we're just... Um, we're all over the place. Who cares? I don't. Hey, guys, thank you so much for um, continuing to listen to us. It's amazing. If you're not following us on social media, you can do that. Post lunch underscore podcast. Uh, what are we getting into today? On, you- that's on Instagram, by the way. On Instagram. You I said mean, social media. Yeah, I guess one day when we have a um, YouTube or something. Right. They say that's the way of the future for podcasting, or the way of the present. Yeah. Um, we have a special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for John Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Pastor John, it's good to have you back with us. You were here um, a few, like a month ago, two months ago? No, that's back in January. Oh, gosh. It's been a minute. We did the Creatives episode. Yeah, so if you like this episode and, and you like Pastor John, you can go back and listen to the Creatives episode. That's the That was the time when we shared the microphone. Yeah. We had one micro. We huddled around it like... Like, like a campfire. A, yeah, like... We were a bunch of hobos I'm in New York. Part, I feel like I'm a part of the origin story. Yeah, you are. You're season one. That's it. Yeah, for so, sure. That's cool. I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad you have your own microphone. I'm glad too. It's a little less awkward and <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yes. Um, so you guys went to lunch without me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that are listening to you, for, to the show for your first time, to the pod, I like to call it the pod. Uh, Anthony and I eat at some really cool places all around the greater Orlando area. Uh, but today's not one of those days. We had uh, John Hernandez in town. He's hanging. He's got his boys up, his wife up. We're going to probably grill out or something later at the house. I'm like, hey, while you're here, let's let's uh, put a pod together. So uh, John and I just ran over to Huey Magoo's. Oh, okay. Why did I say, oh. It's just that like we eat at these really great places and it's, we went to Huey Magoo's. Listen, Huey Magoo's puts the ball in play. You get on base. I am, yeah. I, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's right. just like when you eat at a place called the back porch or the past kitchen I know. or El Poyan. We just didn't have time for all that today. I know, I know, I know. I asked John what he wanted. He's like, let's just do something fast, right? I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I was just excited about the pod. Right. But I will say, I am now officially excited about the chicken every time I come to this area. It, the, grilled, the grilled chicken that they made available to me. Was, it hit? It did. Like, so, you know, I got a bunch of like dietary issues. Um Way too much information, way too quick. But right, um, <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm in my my forties. Like, <laughs> used to be able to eat everything. Now I can barely eat anything. Did you but, get any sauced? Uh, no, okay. I just had the straight grilled, um, whatever they called it, the grilled nuggets um, tenders. Tenders, yeah. Uh, which did feel a little weird. The naming convention because tenders like it have to be hand breaded, but they're not. They're grilled. Right. And, it was really, it was really tasty. Well, it's optional. You went grilled. You did the healthy thing, which yes. I was, I was impressed. Right. They yeah. hand grill them. <laughs> I was telling you this, Anthony, that <laughs> Huey Magoo's is one of those places. Yeah. Where when people leave this area and then come back like a few years later, they tend to want to go back and get some Magoo's. They crave it. Have you had PDQ yet? I did. Did you like it? I did. That's in Orlando, Central Florida chicken we spot. We one in, in Charlotte. You had um, a PDQ? And I would, I would say that that chicken was better. Here's the thing. I can see that. When I went to PDQ, they had these things called wachos. It was waffle fry nachos. Okay. And I'm all for anything that is 
Anything that ends in chos. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so you're a nacho guy. Yeah, I like nachos. I like tachos. And when they had wachos, I was like, send them my way. <laughs> but recently, uh, when I went back there, which was like a, last year or something, because I don't frequent that place, I said, I'll have the wachos. And like, sir, what? And I was like, I just pulled through. I didn't. <laughs> you can even finish I was like, I don't want to eat here if I, if I can't get the wachos. Oh, they were out? Yeah, they're like, we don't serve that here anymore. What? And, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Honestly, that was a conversation I had. No, the flavor on this grilled thing was a lot better than, than what you thought. PDQ. Human goose is good. Yeah. I think you and I just we eat it like once or twice a week. Like we get over it. Now the kids eat free on Monday nights, by the way, which is huge. It's a huge thing. It's huge. Um, okay, so speaking of food, okay, uh, I went to a wedding this past weekend. Tell us more. Um, uh, my friend, uh, my friend, former student Annalise. I think when students get to a certain age, they can become friends. I don't know. I always look at her as a student. She probably always looks at me as a youth pastor. But uh, Stacey and I were her youth pastors uh, when we were in West Palm Beach. And so uh, we got to go to her uh, wedding, which was here in Orlando. Uh, Stacey and I, um, during the ceremony, um, did the communion part of the portion of the cer- ceremony. It was really nice. Wait, did they call you up? And now? Mm-hmm. He didn't say it like that. Oh, okay. I think it was more like, and now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, they called me up. They called me by name. Not, I mean, Annalise, she was kind of busy being married. The officiant. He said, well, Pastor Kevin. He didn't say pastor. He said Kevin and Stacey Hockenberry. Wow, dude. Let me tell you something. I want a refund. No, let me tell you something. Okay. This guy, I think, did the best wedding ceremony I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of wedding ceremonies. Okay. This guy was so good. Did he you was get his notes? Witty, he was funny. You know, like he had depth. You know who? You know who? You know what? A uh, friend of mine, Greg, was there. Greg and Essie were yeah. there. Greg went up to and asked for his notes. Really? Hey, Absolutely. Hey, hey man. Yeah. He can did. You, can you sign your notes and get it like like a band after they yeah. finish a set? Dude, that was amazing. Can I have your notes? Yeah, sure. So the guy emailed Greg his notes, his entire sermon. It was really good, but the delivery. You got. You know how it it's is. All about delivery. Yeah. So the content was exceptional, and the delivery matched it. Wow. Um, so it's really cool. But I'll say this about the wedding, talking about food. Okay. Um, I, not only that I think it was the best officiated wedding I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I think it was the best wedding food I've ever had. Dang. It was, you know, like when you go to weddings, a lot of times it's like wedding food. Okay. Um, which is I, not which, always bad. And I like, I like wedding food. Yeah, I like wedding food. Especially um, when so, it's buffet style. Yeah. Sometimes it's really good and, and, and sometimes it's, it's just okay. But man, they, they had uh, this like um, baked ziti with tomato sauce, but like they mixed in some capers. Dude, it was so the, there was so much flavor okay. in this pasta dish I had. Uh, they had a chick, a nice chicken breast with some like white sauce over it, which is you know it was pretty good too. Um, they had a salad, like one of those summery salads that have the um, uh, the dressing that like is on every like coats every blade of grass, you know, in, okay. in, in the salad. And then they had chopped up um, like really sweet walnuts, but then mangoes. They had slight like big pieces, big yeah, chunks of mangoes. Season right now, dude. It was the food was so good. Okay, it was awesome. And it was at a cool venue. It was at the Orlando Museum of Art. That's so oh, wow. cool. I would have That's never thought venue. to have a have a wedding at a museum like that. And I saw some of the pictures of you and Stacy walking around and like I was like, wait, did they have their own photo shoot? Like you guys <laughs> the right. pictures she posted of you guys. I was like, wait. Um so, awesome. so there's kind of like an entrance area and it's probably whatever a couple thousand square feet, probably Nah, probably 5,000 square feet. That's where the, everybody sat down and had all the windows. Like really when you first walk in the museum, now the museum closes at four, so the wedding was, ha- was the only thing happening. Um, but then when the wedding's over, they dismiss everybody to go to the side room. Okay. And so they reset that room for tables and food and everything. 
But then you go back to where the art is, and oh, there's like dope. all these places you can go. There's no food or drinks, so you can't take that's your dope. water or whatever it is you have. Um, and you, you can, and bro, they had all this art on display. So Stacey and I walked around the art museum. You took it in. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, like I, they even have like one of those benches that you can sit on and just stare at a piece of art. Did you do that? I did. How did it feel? It was cool. And Stacey sat next to me, and we were both trying to like <laughs> interpret it and everything. It was really nice. That's awesome. Why do I, I just? For some reason, I'm waiting for a joke. <laughs> like, no, I, that's it. I, I'm with you. Well, okay. Well, here's what happened. There it is. Oh. So everything I just said, just, it was awesome. It was great. Um, but I, you guys know me. Sometimes I find myself in these Larry David moments. Yeah, often. Way more often than I should. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, for those of you who don't know who Larry David is, he is the um, creator, one of the creators of Seinfeld. Yes. Um, matter of fact, if you're a Seinfeld fan at all, he would basically, his, he would basically be George Costanza. That's kind of who in he real would life. Be. Yeah, uh, he also has his own show called Kirby Enthusiasm, where he plays himself. Where he plays himself and acts himself and acts himself. Yep, probably he's he probably embellishes himself a little. Oh, absolutely. But like, so I had this moment. Oh no, um, where I was hungry. Oh, it's the wedding the ceremony was over. Now we're waiting for you know go back to our tables and everything, and um, they're walking around with uh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, the, wait, 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 wait. This cocktail hour. What did you call them? Hors d'oeuvres. They're walking around with hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres? Yes. Why what? is that so funny? You said hors d'oeuvres. Hey, whatever. Hors d'oeuvres or d'oeuvres is the same thing. So anyway, um, all we got was the lady that kept bringing us like this um, watermelon on a skewer. Okay, with, just like, a slice? No, it was like a watermelon, like basil, and then like a black like um, vinegar dressing on it. Um, it was really good. It was really okay. refreshing. But like you take a bite and it's like gone. It's like when you give a dog cotton candy, it's like it's gone, you know? <laughs> like I'm hungry. <laughs> wait, wait. How often are you giving dogs cotton candy? Not, not often, but have you ever given a dog cotton candy? No. Never it once. is one of the greatest things ever because like this like real big. So the dog is excited and the dog eats the cotton candy. <laughs> and then it confuses itself because it's, it's literally mad. it's gone. So anyway, it's kind of like that, you know? And so I, I, uh, I saw this little uh, empanada tray. No. And it had a little drizzle of some like some kind of pesto sauce on top or whatever, so a toothpick. And so I start kind of making my way over there. And by the time I got there, it was gone. Um, everybody kind of put their hands on it and grabbed everything. I was like, ah, oh, dang it, you know. And um, I was like, excuse me, are there you know are there any more dorps coming out? I was like, oh yeah, there's there's more coming out. I said, like, okay, cool. <laughs> so so then I, I I'm looking right, and there's no like there's I don't see anybody serving the hors d'oeuvres. So I start, I keep walking and I kind of circle everything and I'm walking around and I see this lady. Uh, she had a tray and she had I couldn't tell what it was. Uh, it looked like a meatball from a distance, but three of them with like little three little toothpicks. And there was like a mother and her friend and like no. a daughter. No, that she was walking up to. No, <laughs> yes. So listen, no, it's not. It's not. This is not. This doesn't end how you think. So then I, I, I get close. I'm like, oh, okay. I've been looking for her, right? So uh, I, I walk to these people, and you did not do this. No, listen. Oh, I'm I'm upset. So I hear the waitress. <laughs> Would that be a waitress? An hors d'oeuvre? A cocktail waitress? Cocktail waitress. Okay, an hors d'oeuvre waitress. So hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, she walks up to these three people with three things on her tray and says, would you like a meatball? I was like, I want a meatball. That's what I thought in my head. Like, I want a meatball. You right. know, there's a little toothpick in it. It's like one of those, you know, put the whole thing in your mouth, you know, one good little bite there. And so I was just praying that like, you know, Lord, <laughs> let one of these people say no. Like what little girl likes a meatball, right? Little girls are like, eh, I don't want meatball. That's gross. So she puts the, the tray out and... The little girl took two, took one. Oh man! 
And I'm telling you, this this was like slow motion, bro. This happened. This took this took place over two minutes. You're sweating. You're just yeah. I'm just like man. Just one person deny it, right? So she, the little girl, takes, and then another lady sticks her hand down. And, and you're doing math grabs in your head. The second. Well, I know that like, like oh, there's oh, one left now. I'm like, I'm probably not going to get one. <laughs> it's not too complicated. Right. No, no, it's, 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 <laughs> he's doing uh, mental math. Yeah. <laughs> he's breaking it down. No. So then the second one was gone, and then the third one was there, and I was like, okay, well, here's the big moment. So here's the deal. The cocktail waitress has her back to me. So she can't see me. She doesn't know that I'm waiting in line. And I don't want to like position myself so she could see me because it would have been really weird. And so I, I, I'm I, there. Like I'm next in line. Like reach over her shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> if one of these people turns it down, it, I got my blinker on, right? This is my parking spot, right? My God. And so I'm standing here and I'm like, I, at the corner of my eye, I see this woman start making her way to the tray. To get the, the last meatball. Which I thought was a little much of her to do. Because there's only one left, and you're you're and in there's, the zone. And, and, well, there's there's only one left, but there's three people there. So she's she was like on her way, you know. And I'm like, oh crap! Like, what happens? Like, so she's doing what you didn't want to do, right? Right. Yeah. And you're taxiing to get in. Yeah, I'm, but yeah. I'm behind. I'm in a bad spot. I'm right. like, I'm out in the peripheral. I'm yeah. nowhere, man. You're in the Please blind tell spot. me you hip checked her. Please so, tell me you no, because her. she's she's coming from the other direction, okay. oh, so the man. waitress can see her. Did you make faces at the lady approaching? I didn't know this girl. This woman was so <laughs> focused. She was so focused on she this meatball. She was hungry. So then the last, the, the last of the three, the lady goes, shakes her head like, no, thank you. I'm like, okay, okay, this is good. That means the meatball's available. And bro, this lady just went in and just snatched this meatball. And I was like, oh, come on. Dang. <laughs> so I walk back to Stacy, completely defeated. And I tell her what happened. I'm standing there. I'm looking around. There's no... There's trays. no more There's food. no trays, bro. I only saw two. I saw like four of the watermelon trays, but your boy wants some carne, right? And so then this lady, this cocktail waitress, walks by me with a like a um, array of um, she got the the empanadas, the meatballs. Oh, she's an assortment. She's, yeah, the assortment. She got everything. The party pack. Yeah, the yeah. party pack. She walks by me, but she was walking with purpose. Oh. And I knew that, like, okay, this isn't for everybody. But I asked her anyway. I was like, oh, well, can I have one? You know, she's like, oh no, I'm sorry. This is for the wedding party. She said, there's people all around passing out. Um, hors d'oeuvres right now. And in my mind, I said, no, there's not. No, there's not. There's not people walking around passing out hors d'oeuvres right now. No, you're the only one left. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. That happened. Like, these are the things that happened to me, right? Yeah. So I sat there and I got nothing. But you said the food after that was incredible. Oh, the food was amazing. So you had a couple watermelon bites. Yeah. Stacy ended up having the favor of the Lord on her life and a cocktail waitress came by. While you were hunting. While he was stalking yes. the little girl. <laughs> and so somehow I did get one of the um, little empanadas. That was really good. She saved you one. So then the wedding ceremony starts, and uh, a row behind us is an old student of mine. Um, and he introduces me to his wife. Okay. I said, hello. It's so nice to meet you. You know, polite, you know, uh, you know, not awkward or anything. And, and ceremony happens. Everything goes down, right? And then... After, when we were leaving, okay, so after everything's all said and done, we had the food, we did everything, you know, we were there, we we're leaving. Um, <laughs> I went to say goodbye to this young man. I was like, oh, man, it was so good seeing you. I shake his hand, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, so good to see you, Pastor Kevin, you know, and his wife's right next to him. Mm. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Behind his wife is this guy's sister who I know really well. Okay. I know her from like back in the day. She was one of my students as well. Right. His wife I just met. So... I 
I say goodbye to him. I shake his hand, and then I, I put my hand out to shake his wife's hand. And she's like, oh, so nice to meet you. Very nice. Doing good. But then his sister starts making her way behind the wife, okay. and she wants to give me a hug. Okay. She's Hispanic, right? Hispanics tend to hug and kiss and right. all that stuff. So she steps forward towards me, and so I start to lean in for a hug, but the wife is still in the way. Oh, God. So the wife now thinks I'm hugging her. How do you get yourself into these messes? Anthony, I don't know. So the wife thinks I'm hugging her, but I didn't, it's not that I didn't want to hug her. It's like I just, I was hugging someone else. Yeah. And so we did the most awkward oh, hug God. you've ever seen. I'm having in the secondhand history, cringe right now. In the history of hugs. So I went in and I kind of, I was going to hug the girl behind her, but then I had to hug her because she leaned into me. So then I kind of, and then she realizes, oh, wait, this hug wasn't for me. It was for the girl behind me. So she starts pulling away. But then I'm like, well, wait, we've already started this. Let's finish the hug. So I pull her in a little bit. Oh. It was a mess, man. And meanwhile, Stacy's just there. Just Stacy wasn't around at this time. Wow. I, I thought about it. Do you you think- sound a little disappointed that Stacy wasn't around. No, because she usually helps him in these situations. Yes. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. she, honest to God, she keeps him out of trouble as, okay. as far as like, yeah. oh, he's about to go into the most awkward situation of his life and she'll. She's a filter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great word. She filters it so he doesn't have to um, experience. Right. If she had walked over and experienced the three, the three meatball thing with me, she would have said, Kevin, just stand back and just be patient. If there's one there, there'll be one there. If not, don't worry about it. Or let's walk over here so the waitress can see you. Now she would have like talked me through it. Yeah. And said, I'm just. Awkward. No, she's your handler. She's my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I was I was wondering, like, is it my upbringing that made me this way, or like, what is that? Is it because I was like a baby, like the last of the, the the children born in my household? Like, why why am I awkward at times? Uh, dude, I don't know. You, you, have you ever noticed it before? Noticed, yeah. Like <laughs> all the time, I'm covering for you. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's a side. It's a side hustle for me. <laughs> so you're one of my handlers too. Yeah, I also filter for you. I'm glad to be he here. He does damage control. Yes. Hey, before we go any further, we got to pay some bills. Okay. Great. So I was talking about my upbringing, um, and then with John in town, I thought, man, it would be fun to have John on the show and talk a little bit about growing up Hispanic. Okay. We just have odd topics that we that we bring up, and yeah. we just thought like John's the kind of person you can bring him on the show, and we can talk about pretty much anything. Yeah, and he'll um, give us quality content. Absolutely. And because he was going to a family reunion, yeah, I figured he'd have some fresh uh, stuff to talk about. So um, so John grew up in a Puerto Rican home. You're Puerto Rican, right? I am. Um, but <laughs> so you got to clear that up real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we got that out the way. But, um, but you don't speak Spanish. Nope. How Whoa, did that happen? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish. And you know what? I'm, I'm tired of being ashamed of that. Okay. More and more. Okay. I talk to most Hispanics. Well, not most. A lot of Hispan- a lot of Puerto Ricans specifically that are second, if not third generation Puerto Ricans. And I'm just going to tell you, not a lot of us speak Spanish. Okay. But how do you talk to your abuela? Um, in Spanglish. Okay. So. So you're fluent in Spanglish. The, oh, yeah. The, the nuance here is, and like most, I actually understand Spanish fairly well. Right. Um, again, family reunion. Several people got up and just gave their five-minute, you know, whatever. In our family reunion, we have a tendency of doing speaking moments, whatever you want to call that. So they did their little bit. 
And uh, I like, understood like a toast. It. Yeah, like, like a, a toast. toast. Yeah, okay. except godly. There's no alcohol involved. It's very like. Oh, you grew up in a Christian Hispanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's a little different. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, Bible verses and and right. blessings. And um, I can I understood every word of it. Okay. So I can understand it. I could communicate to some degree, um, but it's Spanglish. It's very much deeply Spanglish. And I do feel like a lot of second and third generation Puerto Ricans are the same exact way. Okay. Well, here's the thing. And I, I know you've said for the longest time you understand quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. And I've been around you when people speak Spanish to you and, and you, you, you understand probably a little bit more than I do. You smile and nod. You're like, yeah, thanks. No, but he'll answer too. You okay. know, like you get, and the nice thing about being Puerto Rican is there's a lot of Spanglish. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so here's what I did, John. I went to Google Translator and oh. I came up with three questions I'm going to ask you oh, in Spanish. Dude. You're speaking the Spanish? Yep. Oh, I mean, that might be an, an issue, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this next segment is called Lost in Translation. Oh, my goodness. Bro. Uh, and if I don't pronounce <clears throat> this stuff well, I'll let Anthony ask the question, all right? You ready? I'm not Spanish at all. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, have, you, do, you have a good accent. You, you, a, can, you, you can read it well. Spanish first name. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, ¿Quieres champiños en tu hamburguesa? I have no idea what the second word you're trying to say is. But you're, you're asking me if I want something in my hamburger. Yes, but I can't understand the the a word of that. Champiños, champiños, champiños. So Stacy said she never heard of that word before because I ran this question by her. She's like, no, th- it's mushrooms. She said, no, they would say mushrooms. <laughs> so that okay, she said they would even say hamburger. From a hamburger. serious tip, like the Puerto Rican Spanish, so is, every Spanish dialect has is little nuances, but I think it, it's important to remember that Puerto, R- Puerto Ricans are actually American citizens. Right. So so much of even our language at this point has been inf- like we don't say that there's a there's a really Spanish word for roof. Puerto Ricans call it rufo. Right. I don't know where the word comes from. It's not a real word. It's just what, what we've brought into our dialect. Right. So there's so much of that that it's very, very plausible that, you know, Stacy grew up saying the word musumbro or whatever you said. <laughs> mushrooms. No, she, said was, <laughs> yeah. she would have said mushrooms with a Spanish accent. Yeah. Right. And she also would have said hamburger with a Spanish accent. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. When I went to Puerto Rico, so this is a while ago. This is probably 2007. Uh, depending on where you were on the island, you're either like getting nothing but Spanish or you're getting like nothing but English. Yeah. I feel like the Spanglish thing is more stateside, you know? Could be. New York, Florida, whatever. Okay, question number two. <laughs> I'm going to do good here. I think I feel good about this one. ¿Quién es tu jugadora de <laughs> baloncesto favorite de todos los tiempos? <laughs> <laughs> we are on track to <laughs> so, No, my favorite basketball player of all time yes. is Isaiah Thomas. Yes, um, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and and I need extra wahs for the fact that you are butchering this. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, wait, this feels inappropriate. I, I but you're tr- more, but you're actually trying your best. Yes, you are. I thought I did okay. Okay, well, I mean, you understood. I did. Okay, okay. I forget what this question is. So I hope you get it right. <laughs> Okay, preferiendes golpearte el dedo del pie o morete la lengua? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember, no. I remember, I remember this one now. I have no idea. <laughs> right, you got tongue in there somewhere. Yes. The last yeah, yeah, yeah. part of that's tongue. Yeah. But yeah. I, bro, nothing you said right, before that. He'll do better than me. You tried, Anthony. Pref- prefieras golpearte el dedo del 
pie o muerda de lengua. But I prefer to bite my thumb than my tongue? Is What? Bro. Golparte? That's really close, John. Bite my cheek or bite my tongue? Yes. Would you rather... No. Um, would you rather stub your toe <laughs> or bite your tongue? What part is toe? <laughs> well, how do you say toe in Spanish? Golparte? No. Dedo? Dedo. 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 Okay. Anyway. Wow. This is horrible. <laughs> like, but John, I will say I'm impressed because you pretty much got everyone. Kevin, I've been with you <laughs> for decades at this point. And right. We've traveled. Like yeah. we've been to places where I've helped you navigate menus and like. Actually, menus I'm pretty good with. Spanish, Other things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You good. just well, smell no, it in the air like I know what this one is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when uh, me and John first came into the office today, uh, you had said you got into an interesting conversation uh, with a couple of your staff. Now, John uh, has what? Two staff? Three staff? That, are, that you work with? Uh, yeah, currently. Like, like yeah, pastors, yeah. directors? Yeah, well, we have three full-time staff members, including myself, and then a, a total of 10 stipend volunteer, right, right, right. high-level staff that we meet with. Quite, quite By the way, just a quick plug. If you're listening and you're anywhere near the Charlotte area, uh, John pastors a church called Center City Church. I yes. highly recommend you visit. Uh, it is a growing church, one of the fastest-growing churches in Charlotte. <laughs> um, and you should uh, just make that up right now. No, or? but it sounds good. But you are. I bet you if you did the math, I bet you really are. Uh, they I went to two know. services recently. Both yeah. services are starting to fill in nicely. Like, yeah, just, you need to go. Uh, John is a, a great communicator of the gospel and uh, highly recommend it. Center City Church, centercity.org or something? Dot church. Dot church. Okay. Check them out. Uh, but anyway, you were telling us about a staff meeting that you were in recently um, and you had mentioned to you had two white staff. Yeah, so the the conversation was we're we're currently planning a a day in the park, a church day in the park, which I'm really okay. excited about. We'll be doing um, basically our Sunday morning routine. We're going to just move to one of our local parks. It'll be a big invite day. We're really excited about it. But the conversation became, well, if we do it, we should do lunch relatively early because people are going to want to bring food that needs to be refrigerated. My comment was just they'll just put it into coolers. And several of our staff members were quick to say, like, look at me odd and say coolers. Like, why would they bring a cooler to a picnic? To which my response was, why would you do a picnic without a cooler? Like, that's how you keep your sodas cold and how you keep the meat cold. Right. You're not trying to Michael Scott it and bring some potato salads. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we sat, I mean, we, we literally sat there for about 10 minutes and realized that, first of all, we had different perspectives of what a picnic was. Mm. Um, I, there was some cultural nuance. Lost in, in translation that. again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of them were like, hey, well, we just pack our stuff in picnic baskets, to which, again, maybe just culturally, I don't think I've ever seen. A, where, where do you even get a picnic basket? I don't. I don't. Someone gave us a, a picnic basket one time, and literally it sat in my garage for five years, and I always thought about using it, and finally it I threw it away. Light? Was it a speed of light? No. Yeah, I got a speed of no, light. No, it was, big, it was like <laughs> a big hamburger that you could open it up, and it had all this, like, <laughs> napkins and everything in there. So, Hamburguesa. <laughs> yeah, but I guess uh, so. When this kind of got me thinking, like, I I don't ever remember ever going to a picnic in my life. Um, but I think our I just, definitions, sad. but I think our definitions of picnics are different. No, because we always use the grill. Okay. So for me, like, if it's a if it's got a flame, then it's a then it's a cookout. If there's no flame, it's a picnic. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, if you're gonna have hamburgers and hot dogs at an event or at a family function, would you call that a picnic? 
I don't think we ever took sandwiches to the park. Like I never, I, and again, right. We, I, we took sandwiches on vacation. I remember my mom making sandwiches and stuffing it back in. You know, Anthony didn't have a sandwich till he was 23 years old. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I don't think <clears> – <throat> I think this is what it comes down to. Well, hold up. You, but you didn't grow up eating sandwiches. No, like we – yeah, of course I had a sandwich. You said you didn't grow up eating sandwiches. That yeah, was like, foreign to you. I, I don't enjoy eating sandwiches. I like hot food. I prefer hot food. This so when, is a whole other a whole other topic. A whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> I think what, what, what the difference is between a picnic and a cookout, I feel like a cookout happens in your backyard and a picnic is something that's like an away game. No way. You can have a cookout at the park. Right, John? I, I think a you can label the park. it like that. But a, a picnic is like it's something that you go to and it's fun and it's like like when we, we hosted a family picnic for the church and we like – It was a cookout. It was literally <laughs> so, called the family cookout. So um, at <laughs> times like this, I like to picnic. step in technologically okay. and, oh, let's do that. and bring okay. some insight. Nerd alert. We need a little thing that says nerd alert. Oh, I'll, I'll have it ready for next week. Okay, thank you. So um, – ChatGTP would say that a picnic typically involves bringing prepared food and eating outdoors, often in a park or a natural yes. setting. Yep, that makes sense to me. You're not cooking while you're there. It usually includes items like sandwiches, mm-hmm. salad, Ooh. fruits, and snacks. Okay. On the other hand, a cookout is an outdoor gathering centered around grilling, cooking food on barbecue or grill. Cookouts often involve a, ver- a variety of meat, such as burgers, hot dogs, steaks, kebabs, while both involve outdoor dining Picnics focus on prearranged meals, yeah. while cookouts yep. emphasizes the grilled and cooking on food site, uh, food on site. And I would also add that Chat GTP is a white man, and he's typing this out okay. because you that think, is you not, think you think that is really? not the ethnic. No, no, no. But so your family had picnics growing up. Like, hey, we're all going to go to a picnic today. Yes, my family reunion. They just said we're going. Like, I don't. And and maybe it's again cultural, right? And it might even just be my family. Could be, yeah. Sometimes so it's just somebody's we family. We didn't do a cookout without a fire. And by the way, well, you can't even you mean, our, a, you mean, I mean a, picnic. a picnic without right, a fire. right, right, right. And we didn't. They they prepared food for all of these things. Like big pots of rice and beans were cooked the day before and right. brought to the park for a okay. picnic Very cookout, picnic-y. whatever you call it. I don't. I mean, right. again, we only called them picnics. But that's what it looked like. And it was, I mean, we picnicked, and I'll call it a picnic because that's what we called it. We picnicked, man, once a month. We did ours at the beach a lot. Yeah. At like a pavilion and stuff. Yeah, I think we're all, we all had the same type of experience, but we all called it something different. Like if I had a picnic at a beach, then I'm bringing my stuff with me to eat. My, I mean, back to the original question though. When do you don't? When do you not use a cooler? <laughs> do you not use a cooler? Did you not bring a Bro, cooler to the picnic? If you're bringing something that needs to be cold, you have to bring a cooler. Okay, that was my point. Here's where I'll push back. Unless a cooler is provided. Here's where I'll push back. To me, if a classic, okay, a classic picnic, which you've never been to, which I've never been to, but I've seen in the movies. Okay, um, a classic <laughs> picnic is when everybody brings their stuff. And it's already prepared. Usually, it's usually sandwiches and chips and that kind of a thing that doesn't really need refrigeration unless you're going on for hours, right? You, you literally pull up to the event. You sit down. You get one of those red and white checkered you know, things. You put that down. Everybody sits around, those, around, around on the blankets, and you eat your food. What are you drinking? You bring your cold drink with you. You hit the gas station on the way over or whatever, or, or you, bring a, you bring an iced tea. 
Yeah, it seems so impractical to me. Well, I've never been to a picnic. I'm telling you what, like, what I see in the movies. <laughs> There's like, a lot of things we see in the movies that are not realistic. Yeah, but also, <laughs> a pic- also but, a, but a picnic shouldn't be more than an hour, right? Where a cookout is something that could go on for five, six hours, seven so then hours. Maybe I've never been to a picnic. I don't think you've ever been to a picnic. I think he's called him that. I, I don't know. Here we are. So you had a family reunion. How did that go? We did. It, was, it was amazing. In Broward County. In Broward County. What park? We went to, um, I, I know the name, but I, it's it's slipping my mind right now. It's right across the street. It, it's in the that, like in the area of Coral Springs next to Stoneman Douglas. Okay, um, I never spent much time out there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's the Parkland area. Right. So phenomenal. We, we had a pavilion that backed up to a, a kind of like those new splash pads that they're building oh, all over nice. the place here yeah. in and Florida. It had a grill. It had a grill. Mm-hmm. We did, and and somebody prepared the food before they got there, and we <laughs> did cook a variety of meats. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did was we got there at nine o'clock, nine thirty. We did a little worship slash devo, which was wait. Cool. You guys started at nine o'clock in the morning, dude. It was nine, and I left at one. Okay, and there was people there till three. Okay, so I mean, again, that's what we do. It's what we always done. And you guys started with worship and the devotion. Yeah, that is. God's Again, favor. family reunion. I got to be honest, man. I, I never had anything like that. That sounds special. If everyone in, in there is like there to play, that's nice. If I did that with my family, they'd be like, what the heck I is know. This? I would say, and someone asked me this, I would say it was probably 60-40. Okay. So but the 40 probably, probably the, still get it. They grew up in church or whatever. Yeah, and I would say the, the, <clears throat> the 60 is on the other end of the spectrum. Okay. But yes, I would either... If you're t- talking like de-churched or thing, you know, right. like they know of, then that number goes through the roof because right. every one of those kids were in somebody's church at one point or another. Grandma, grandpa, mom, dad dragged those. So kids they're to respectful. Church. Absolutely, it was a, l- a lot of that. Who did the devo? Did you do it? So th- I was just I was telling Kevin earlier today. Um, it's the first time that they asked me to. Whoa, man! And it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've done I can see that. in the last. I mean, yeah. I can't remember. I and I I've, get it. I've had the opportunity to speak in quite a bit of different places in front of quite a few different type of people. Watching my aunts and uncles kind of assemble themselves and, and sit down in their picnic chairs around the Devo spot, watching my dad walk in, my mom walk in with the idea that I'm about to address the conglomerate. There's about a hundred of us total. A hundred? Yeah. Dang, the wow. Puerto Ricans are going deep right there. It was um, that's a big congregation. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was phenomenal. First of all, I think often, and this is one of the conversations we had over and over again. It isn't normal, but it's been happening for so long. I think we think it's normal, um, and it's it's kind of the inspiration to the next generation of our family to say, if we're not careful, we'll lose this. Right. And a lot of people have never had it. Um, so when we get together like that, if you have a large family and you do gather like that, it's 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 incredibly rare and it's something that I appreciate. What uh, text did you use? I was kind of all over the place, but I actually this got passage, his notes from the from the officiant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Send me your notes. I, Greg sent me. He emailed me. Oh, okay, uh, okay. No, I started in Revelation. There's this passage that speaks about how uh, they overcame by the power yep. of uh, the blood and the word of their testimony, and I really kind of focused in on the fact that. This first generation of uh, aunts and uncles, really, um, it's because of their encounter with Jesus and their stories that we're where we're at today as a family. We're one generation away from um, 
my grandmother coming to this country with little to nothing on her back, right? Like no money, no money, not, not knowing where she was going to settle. We're one generation separated. Now we have doctors in the family, lawyers in the family, politicians. It's incredible to see how one, one family can move within a generation or two. And, and so much of that we attribute to a transformational experience with Jesus. And that's how the family has moved the way that it has. Wow. So talked a little bit about that and then moved into the Old Testament. And there's another passage that speaks about how if we're not careful, there's a generation that could come that doesn't know God because they've lost sight. So now it's our responsibility as second and third generations to say for the fourth and fifth generation, we have to step up and play our role. Was there an altar call? There was. Really? And this is why. Because my uncles... My father, who, uh, you know, I'm a fourth or third generation pastor, but my father and my uncles, we have so many pastors in the family. I remember altar calls at almost every one of our family gatherings when we did these family reunions. Not not every time we met, but when we did these family reunions. And I I felt the, the responsibility in that moment. To do the same. To do the same. And I felt like I would be dishonoring them if I didn't. Wow. Did anybody come up to you afterwards and like, that maybe you didn't expect might come up to you and kind of give you yes. a pat on the back or say, man, that really spoke to me. Man, we're, going stuff. A little, we're going a little deep into my family here, but um, I, I was taken back a little bit. You got to remember in, in that first circle, in that first group of cousins, I'm the young guy. Right. Okay. Um, so all my cousins are a lot older than me and not a lot, but they're several years older than me. And they've, they've been, they've all treated me like the little brother. So even to get the invitation was a little um, nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, I'm the little kid, yeah. just, you know, I'm the guy who they pushed to the corner. Now they've been really loving their whole, but it just, I was the young guy. Um, so to have conversations with some of my older cousins, to have some conversations, even with cousins that I, again, a hundred people, you're meeting people you've never met before right. or right. haven't met since you were five and six and they remember you running around. So to just have some of those conversations, it, we're not by any stretch of the imagination, like our family has all kind of issues individual like it's just a picture of god using imperfect people we're that picture there's, right there's, we haven't figured it out you know by any stretch we're not perfect by any stretch of imagination but to hear people who are struggling with their faith kind of have moments of clarity because oh i do remember john is is communicating the same gospel that his right. dad spoke the same gospel that my 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 uncle spoke mm. this is the same thing so it's been a it was a blessing I didn't that's, expect that's really it. Cool. It, was, it was pretty cool. That's really cool. Okay, moving around a little bit. Um, Anthony made a statement last week or two weeks ago. Um, that's That sounded good in theory, but I, I, I think there was one other answer. He said that um, out of all the nationalities he's encountered, nationalities, of course, we know Puerto Ricans are no. Americans, but they're also Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Let's, call, let's call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that there is nobody, there's no culture group out there that is more proud of who they are than Puerto Ricans. No, that's not what I said. Yeah. I thought I said hospitable. Like, oh, no, you also said there's, that. I've never met a Puerto Rican who won't hug me the first time they meet me. Oh, yeah. No, we're not talking about that. Okay. Yeah, we all agree that <laughs> Yeah, Puerto Ricans are definitely some of the most hospitable, sweetest, kindest people. Or yeah. just touchy. Or, just or touchy. touchy. Right. No, I just feel like they're just gen... I can meet a Puerto Rican right now on the street and they will be genuinely happy to meet me. So... What Anthony said, not that, but the other thing that I said, I said, you know what? There is one nationality that I think is a little bit more proud of who they are than Puerto Ricans. 
and I said Brazilians. It's close. Remember, remember growing up in South Florida with all the Brazilians? I mean, those people, yeah. they love themselves, man. They love their country. They love their soccer. They you love their food. Is? Puerto Ricans love their flag. Yes. And, and it's, <laughs> it's an icon yeah. that they put everywhere. Yeah. So I know that sounds crazy, but really, like, I'm, you're almost not a Puerto Rican family if you don't have a Puerto Rican flag somewhere. Bro, in I'm, multiple places. In multiple. <laughs> like, I have hats. I have shirts. My right. kids. Right. My, my boys went to Puerto Rico for the first time last year. They came back from, from Puerto Rico. Like, they left not really fully understanding what was going on. They walked back talking about, I want a piragua. This is phenomenal. Where's my Puerto Rican flag? It is just steeped in us. That's so funny. So I, I like awakened them. <laughs> It, there's a pride, but we're really demonstrative about our our culture. And I, again, I know it sounds silly because I don't think, uh, I I'm not sure Brazilians rep the flag the way that we rep the flag. I will say this. I mean, it's close. I'm not saying what, it's not. What nationality or culture out there has like a parade as big as the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City? I, I don't. You know, know what I'm saying? I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty big. Um, okay. Wait, wait. I was coming back from the beach on Saturday mm-hmm. and out of the, like the corner behind my head, I hear like, Wing! like a fast motorcycle. And here comes this guy on one of those three wheel motorcycles, like okay. two in the front, one in the back. And his girlfriend or his wife is on the back. This thing is custom painted. Yeah. The Puerto Rican flag. Oh yeah. With the little frog, the cookie. Yep, the cookie. Yeah. I knew it was, it. You didn't even have to right. say it. I knew there right. was going to be a little there's, frog. There's little yeah. cookies all over yeah. it. He had these speakers and the music. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I love his it. helmet was the Puerto Rican flag. His shirt. Right. The, his wife on the back had a little backpack and it was le- this leather backpack, Puerto Rican flag. And she was wearing a tank top. Puerto Bro, Rican. I got to tell you what happened. It was so Puerto Rican. I love that. And you see that a lot here in Orlando, yeah. especially in Orlando. So I went... Um, I celebrated Fourth of July with Stacy's family one time. My my wife is Puerto Rican, for those that don't don't know. And um, so we're at the house out in Claremont, and uh, her dad had a big party at the house. So he's invited all these people, bro. So many Puerto Ricans came over, right? I mean, just so many Puerto Ricans came over, and they're all wearing like red, white, and blue. And I'm like, man, this is this is cool, man. Like they really do consider themselves American. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they really do. Like they're yeah. the flag, and the closer you get. It's all Puerto Rican flags all over their clothes, all over their like everything. I'm not sure they even knew it was 4th of July. I think it was, just, they just thought it was a Saturday. This Saturday. No, no. They're like, where the fireworks? They, were, they, they, knew, they knew there were fireworks coming. That's <laughs> what we do. Okay. Uh, uh, what's, what are some of the differences you have seen growing up uh, in your household versus like your black friends and your white friends' homes? Oh, uh, there's a, we could, there's a couple that are just immediate. Right. Um, like the way that you treat furniture. <laughs> Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. The, the plastic stuff? I'm just like, I, I'll have friends that they would come over, shoes on, lay, put their feet all over my mom's couch. Like the way y'all treat furniture is mind blowing. And on the flip side, it like I would walk into my friend's house. I'd be sitting properly even take off my shoes, which again, by the way, for us was weird. We didn't really take our shoes off because we knew how to sit on furniture, right? <laughs> right. If you don't know how to sit on furniture, you have to take your shoes off. Um, so that was strange. How you handled the refrigerator. Okay. Like, again, 
I had friends' moms, I'd walk in, they would be almost offended that I didn't go to the fridge, open it up, get something to eat for from myself. From your white friends? Or yes, from, okay, white, right, white right, friends right, in particular. Right, right. Whereas in my house, I didn't even go to the fridge. Like, <laughs> you better sit down. You better, yeah, oh yeah. Like there, there was a respect for the fridge. It was almost had this anointed so, so place. You, in my your house. friends didn't have refrigerator privileges. No, I really? again, I barely had refrigerator privileges. Oh, and, and again, I think it's a. I know it's an absolute cultural thing because it's not just my friends; it's their parents. So I'd walk into my friend's parents' house and they'd be like, you thirsty? Go get yourself something to drink. And they were, right. being, they were being hospitable. Right. That's the way that they were extending love. There's and some Sunny D in there. If you want absolutely. some Sunny D, some grape Kool-Aid, wherever you, know you want. The, you know where the cups are, right? right? Like yeah. in my home, my mom was like, no, you want something to drink? Come find me. I will get you something to drink, but you are not going into our fridge. That's like, fascinating that's just something to you me. Do. So to this day, do you hesitate when you walk to your fridge? Like, should I... Uh. Uh, to me, to me a little bit, yeah. In Your own house. fridge? Your oh, own yeah, fridge. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. There's a little, there's a, there's a little respect for the yeah, fridge. Yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to be here right yeah. now? No, you know, I'm also old. So there's some of that that's been kind of burned away. But yeah. with that said, I still struggle a little bit in my mom's house. Really? Like I, I, I have a hard time opening my mom's fridge. And often what I find myself is asking permission. Hey, mom, can I grab something from the fridge? Right. What does she say? Oh, yeah, go ahead. It's never an issue. Yeah. It's never an issue. And the truth is my mom's so stinking loving. It was never an issue with my friends. I just used to get mad because I found it disrespectful. Like, yo, you can't just walk into my fridge. I can't even walk into my fridge. Well, so I've I've always believed that refrigerator privileges were earned. You know, so like if I went to some kid's house for the first time, I'm not going into his refrigerator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that. But it was the kind of thing that like once you're there a bunch of times and eventually it's like, hey, man, just go help yourself, whatever you want, right? Um, and that was a way of like really like solidifying, I think, like deep friendships and stuff. You know, like my mm-hmm. close friends – I could go in the refrigerators and they can go in mine. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. I yeah. will also say the way that you talk to your parents. So I struggle with this one a little bit because I've heard this before. Yeah, it's mom and dad. I've, I've, to this day, I struggle to call my dad Ray. And I, I don't call my mom Miriam. It's mom and dad. But why would you call them would, for the yeah, first time? I don't understand that. Well, because I've, like, I've heard, and again, not everybody, but some of my friends of different cultures and persuasions will mention their parents. Hey, Billy, I need something. I Whoa. have never heard that in my life. Oh, no? Oh, yeah. We used to, maybe it was just a popular thing. Have my, you heard of like, do your friends call your no, when you parents do that, by when the you first that, name? That's like, you have a ticket to um, a, a bow. That's like. Are you talking <laughs> about like joking? Like every now and again, my daughter Annalise will will joke and say, "Hey, Stacy!" Like just like a total like jest. No, I I mean again, and and it may just be my experience, but I have friends that would do that even in moments of tension. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Jill, oh I'm not going to my room. You just called your mom, Jill. A, <laughs> B. You just told your mom you're not going to your room. Who doesn't listen, Linda? Isn't that a Spanish kid? Look Listen, at, look at Linda. Linda, look at, look at, look at. Uh, if it's a Spanish kid, he didn't live long. <laughs> he, not, he never had another video. No, there, wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a second <laughs> season on wonder. that show. That's <laughs> funny, bro. Yeah, so like, okay, so because I, I see all those, like every now and again, you'll see the TikTok videos or the memes or the gifts or whatever, you know, all this stuff that comes out about, um, you know, black people and the way they cook versus white people the way they cook or Hispan- growing up Hispanic versus growing up white. And they'd, they'd show the white person like just like talking trash to the parents and the eating and, boiled chicken. But like, bro, like if you knew my family, <laughs> like the reason I am as messed up as I am at times, like I talked at the beginning of the show is because like my dad would hit you with like a crowbar. <laughs> Seriously, he, he, I should stop. I'll stop. I will slow down. I mean, it's actually his birthday today. He would have been 82 uh-huh. years old. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, like, he didn't. My dad definitely had play. our family on the whole if he looked at you. Bro, and maybe this is a generational stopped. thing, though. It could be generational. Because this, the way that kids talk to him, I'm, 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 I struggle 
listening to the way that kids talk to their parents now right. more than ever. Right. It's just out of control. I see that everywhere. That's out of control. Yeah. And I you know agree. what it is? You're not afraid of getting popped. We were no. afraid of getting popped. I think the parent is afraid of getting popped. Yeah. yeah. Like by the, by the pop police. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I, my dad had a skill where he could pick his spoon up, pop you, and before the spoon falls, he's back in stride. <laughs> Just up, pow, down, next stroke. Like it, it was it was a skill. You don't see it anymore. Talk, talk to me about the, the legend of the chunkla. Is yeah. that is that a real thing? It was in my home. And and not not ne- it wasn't necessarily in my home like it was in some. It was definitely within the context of my family. Because yeah. again, so I, I I'll brag about how big and how collected our family was. That meant every one of my aunts had the right to spank me. Every one of my uncles had the right to spank me. Yeah, yeah I wasn't so <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, in right? PS. Some of my neighbors had the right to do it right. also. Like this isn't it. We have moved so far away from the idea of cultural right. discipline when it comes to kids. Right. And and I'm not here to make a, a statement one way or another on it. I just know for me, it did instill that that fear. And that chancla, bro, that thing was no joke. Because I know now you see chan- every slipper's a chancla. Dude, chanclas are wooden, bro. Really? They got cork sometimes. Oh, so they the hurt. Those things were no It's like getting joke, papa bro. with the spoon. Okay. So you keep saying papa, but you also said you weren't Spanish. No, I'm not Spanish, but I have adopted. Uh, I give, well, I used to give my kids papa. Okay. I decided not to papa them anymore. He stopped. All right. Yeah. That's another episode. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. I have heard that some mothers could turn their chancla into a boomerang. That it could like go and hit two kids, bang, bang, and then come back to her hand sh- like a superhero. Yeah. yeah so I, I just She's try a Jedi. it. She's a Jedi master. Just try it. Just grab a chancla or a, 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 even a flip-flop and try to toss it. You'll see how that thing can do corners. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I, I guess because, I guess the reason <laughs> the chancla makes so much sense is because that's what a lot of Hispanic women wore and it was always on them. Absolutely. It's not like, let me go find the switch or the belt no. or the this. It was like, oh, no, I got this. And Let's we're passionate go. people. So it wasn't right. like, you know, hey, Billy, you should stop doing that. And then Billy doesn't do it. And then it's, hey, Billy, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go outside and I need you to pick a switch out, right. of, out of the tree. Find a good one. If it's not good, if it breaks, there's going to be an issue. That, it just, you don't have time for all that. are too passionate for it. So it's stop, Johnny. Stop. Boop. Pop that thing up. Flip it across the yeah, room. Yeah, unholster the chunkla. <laughs> That's it. Uh, fire off. and then- Absolutely. All right, let me ask you this because uh, this is a, a show that it, it, this is not a food show. Yeah, yeah. But we talk about food a lot. Some people think it's a food show. No, this yeah. is we just talk about what we had for lunch and then everything after. That's why it's called post lunch, right? But oftentimes things come back to food. Mm. Yeah, so, because like who doesn't like that? So if we're gonna talk, we're, we're gonna talk growing up Hispanic. You can't avoid talking about food. Yeah. So what did you guys eat for Thanksgiving? Uh, rice, beans, <laughs> uh, pork of some kind, and a turkey. I need to ask Seated you a both. question. I just I have to ask a question here. You eat that. Every day, though. Yeah. So, like, this is Thanksgiving not important to you? Like, oh, well, it's important. A, a pig and a turkey is a big deal. No, that's no, a, that's it, a big cook. But it's important. So, because it's so important, we're going to eat rice, beans, pork, and turkey. Like, don't get it twisted. Now, I know when you grow up in that that culture of consistently, there's a lot of, like, even my one of my cousins this week was like, guess what we're having for dinner? He wasn't really excited about the rice, beans, and lechon. Right. 
But 95% of those people were all right with some rice, beans, and lechong. It's just – it's a part of our, our cultural climate. I mean it's what we so do. So I get – here's my question and maybe you can help me with this because I, I literally – I'm married to a Puerto Rican. So I understand many Hispanic things now. I really do. I mean just – I've been around the – not just – plus I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of my friends are Cuban. Uh, my best friends were Cuban. So I, I have really have been immersed in the Spanish – Hispanic cultures. I – what I don't understand to this day is why if rice and beans is, is something – some Hispanics eat seven days a week, some five days a week. But it's definitely something that's eaten a lot. Um, why the excitement about it being on the table for Thanksgiving? Like I see like my Puerto Rican family put the rice – oh, we got the rice and beans. Like they're all excited. Why is – like, why is there? You had that yesterday. Yeah. Why is there an excitement <laughs> to that? That's what I just don't understand. Because, like, for for us, obviously, there's there's dishes we prepare on Thanksgiving. That's the only time of the year, right? Like stuffing, them. right? When like, do I do stuffing three times a year? Yeah, if that and cranberries, cranberry, yeah, cranberry sauce, a lot of different. Things. And we do that. I mean, it's there. It's oh, an sure. additive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's usually cranberry sauce left over though. Most Puerto Ricans I know do a mixture of yep. the American Thanksgiving Absolutely. with the Puerto Rican and they kind oh, of man. Blend it, which you is fine. Take a little cranberry sauce and mix it in your rice and beans. So that's is that where the excitement is that like you get no, to like like. Is this a cult? Is my heritage? It's, this your, is my it's, thing? it's it's the back to the flag thing. It's okay. what we do. It's what we do. Okay. And if you're asking me to come and celebrate this thing, I'm going to bring the best of what I do. Right. I'm not going to do the one thing I do once a year and might miss and might hit. P.S. I don't know if this is a popular taste take or not. You better be careful. <laughs> Turkey is not good to me. You've never had it done right. I know what you mean. A six thousand dollar thing that got to no. stick it in for 75 hours nope. with heat and, and inject it with all kind of stuff. No. I get it. If I have to do that much to make a meat taste good, it's probably just that the meat doesn't taste that good. I promise I could cook, I could cook Here's you the a thing. turkey. And, okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'll and I'm sure it'll be good, by the way. <laughs> I'll tell a story, uh, and this will help you understand why you just asked. So Stacey and I, we're, we're living in Virginia, and we were coming down to Orlando to, to be with the in-laws, Okay. And uh, so Stacy's mom said, um, I'll do the turkey. I was like, okay. And my sister and, and her husband, Jeff, were coming. Now, just so you know, my sister and my, my, my brother-in-law, Jeff, are some of the best cooks you'll know. Jeff Jeff, is, Jeff's Yeah, Jeff trained Bobby Flay. Yeah, I'm, Jeff, he's, <laughs> I'm lying, but like. He's, un, he's an unbelievable He's a freak. Cook. I've actually had his food, too. Yeah, yeah. Really so, you, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so okay, I said, okay, so they're going to do the turkey. So I tell Jeff this. Now, Jeff is a very loud guy, okay? Yeah. I mean, he's just, he talks over you, he's loud. He's one of my favorite people in the world, but he'll talk right over you, right? So I said, right, so Jeff, I said, well, so her mom's going to do the turkey. What do you mean she's going to do the turkey? I said, well, her mom's going to, well, how's she going to do it? I'm like, what do you mean how's she going to, you got to do it right. If you don't do it right, you can do the gravy right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. He's like, listen, she ca- she's got to do it right. It's just butter and salt and pepper, a little a little sage. Like we don't you don't you don't do too much. It's like drumming, right? You don't you don't go too much in. I want a bunch of fills and rolls. We're gonna keep it basic because this is why, John. And this is when Anthony knows this. It's about the gravy. Mm-hmm. It's about the drippings you get, and you get however big your turkey is. You get a bunch of drippings, and that's where you get the magic of the gravy. That's why your house smells the way it does on Thanksgiving, yes. and that's what's so precious about it. That's why people that do that fry their fry their birds and only fry. I hear it's incredible. No, but where's the gravy? You can't make right? gravy. You gotta have the gravy. You gotta do it like a little so, ten pound turkey just to get gravy if you're gonna fry your turkey. Yeah. So that was Monday. It's Tuesday. Jeff's like, did you talk to her yet? I'm like, I can't. I would tell my mother-in-law, I'm going to cook the turkey. It's her home. He's like, you got to talk to her. 
So Wednesday, I'm sitting there and, and I'm telling Stacy, like, Stacy, I got a problem. Like, this is coming. Like, Thursday's coming. Like, I've got I've to do the bird. And so her mom says, oh, we're going to, um, uh, I got a recipe from my father. He does the turkey. He used to do the turkey in our family. And you cover it with like adobo and sason and all this stuff. And I was like, adobo and sason? So I called Jeff back. I'm like, Jeff, man, he's not a Christian. I was like, Jeff, we got to pray. He's like, what's going on? He's like, they're saying to cover it like adobo and sason and stuff. He's like, you can't put it. And he's like, I couldn't even understand a word he said. <laughs> 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 so I go back to Stacy. I'm like, Stacy. And I'm like, we're hours away from starting to put like the seasoning on. I'm like, Stacy, I just tell your mom, let me do it, you know? And so finally, thank God. I don't know what happened, but uh, the Lord intervened and I was able to make the turkey. <laughs> but I, I just, I always think about that, like, as just culturally, how culturally different, you know, we can be at times. Oh, yeah. No, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I think food's a, a really in, uh, obvious indicator that culture is different because you guys spend all your day making bland meat taste half decent. Wow. I'm offended. You <laughs> about the turkey? <laughs> I, like, I understand. Turkey's baseball, right? I love baseball. I love turkey. And some people don't get it. Some people don't get baseball. So, but you're Puerto Rican, so you should get it, right? I like baseball. Yeah, Puerto Ricans love baseball. Here's they the thing. Here's the thing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure a lot of people like turkey. I, and I actually do like turkey. I'm I just don't eat. Busting chops. I don't eat turkey ever. Any other time of the Except year. Except Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe on a sandwich if I get a pub sub and there's like a turkey on it. Like, But I'm not eating like carved turkey. Ooh, the um the 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 gobbler at Wawa. Yeah, Ooh. the thing is that I'm just not eating that, and so when it does come, and you can ask my wife and any of my close friends, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because of the food. It is so special to me. I will make a turkey that is so buttery and juicy. Yeah, that when you bite into it, you're like, I I've been missing it. But you won't have it any other time. No, because of the year? it's sacred. It's there's something about I, I'd, it. I'd like, have it. I always think about having it during the year, and I, I don't. Like, I don't even, and I, again, I, it just may be odd. I think from a deli meat perspective, turkey's not even. Sissy hates it. Top five. Like, I love a good oven roast, oven, the oven gold from Boar's oh Ed. That's a banger, dude. Put a little coleslaw on that. It, it, for me, like a good Italian sub. Yeah. Like, but there's so many combinations of meat there. Anyway. Uh, any other differences? Did, did you guys put like plastic on your furniture at all? Um, so I'm. I'm probably that generation that I saw that at the beginning of my life and not the end. So at the beginning of my life, yes. So your parents had it at the beginning? Yes. Okay. But, you know, by the time I was 10 and 11, that wasn't a thing. That's probably a generational thing because my, 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 my grandparents had it on their, like, formal room stuff. I, there's a different sense of value back then, too. Remember, yeah. it wasn't like us today. We go to Ikea and right. we buy a couch and it's good for a couple years and then right. we switch right. it out again. They spent months and years picking their furniture out, getting to that financial place. So they're right. trying to preserve it. I will also say it also changed culturally too, uh, climate-wise, because we moved to Florida, and you don't want plastic on your furniture. Yeah, my great, my great grandma would put whenever we would come over, she would put sheets on the couch. Yeah. Do you know we're having a conversation right now that the Gen Zs that listen to our show probably aren't understanding what we're saying? I just that just hit me. Oh, they're gonna think, Mark. So. To our Gen Z audience, you may have never seen this in your life, but there was this like plastic material, like a like a harder cellophane wrap, maybe yeah, probably uh, that people. It was almost like a pool inflatable 
type of plastic. Okay. And people would stretch this over like where you would sit and, and sometimes around the pillows. Sometimes and it was like custom made for the couch. Yes. Yeah. And it's the, the type of plastic they use today to uh, for comforters and duval covers like when, you, when you're buying, when it, from you're the buying store. it from the store. It's that type of plastic. Yeah. Okay. But people actually use this stuff. And, and, yeah. and so when you would sit, you'd, you'd hear a sound audible when you <laughs> would sit down. Carpet runners? Plastic carpet runners. Y'all oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My great-grandma yeah. had those spikes too. underneath yep. so that when you pull it up, the carpet has a spike. I yep. used to love playing okay, with that. Okay, so stuff. now I just remember something I'd always seen in some of my Hispanic friends' houses, and I never saw this in my uh, white friends' or black friends' house. Um, the separator from one room to, like, the, from the the room to the kitchen, that type of thing, and there'd be, like, those things dangling down. Like the beads. Did yeah. you have beads? In, oh, in yeah. Your, really? Yeah, 54 Liberty Street, New Bedford, Massachusetts. <laughs> we have beads, bro. What's the what's the thing? Yeah. What's the deal with beads? I, I mean, to me, I think it was just another opportunity to create a visual um, separation between okay. two rooms, but also it announced like when you walked in, like you couldn't. <sighs> oh, yeah, like, like keeping hey. a bell on a cat. Yeah, kind of. Okay, I, it was a little was like, frustrating when you're it watching was, a movie. It was fridge security. Yeah, yeah. Fridge <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, "No, John, That's get it. out of there. Johnny's in the fridge again." <laughs> That's usually where it was, though, right into the kitchen. That's yeah, funny. between the kitchen. Now you also remember, like for us at least. Uh, my my house in in New Bedford when I where I was younger was a lot smaller, um, but that beaded um, that beaded doorway actually was between the living room and the kitchen and all of the bedrooms. You could still hear when somebody walked through the beaded curtain. Mm. Beaded curtains, yeah, wooden beads, bro. I saw them at a restaurant we went to recently. I don't remember which one it was. And it was to the bathroom. I thought, how disgusting oh, this is. Going. No, that was that was at Willie's Pinchos. It was at Willie's Pinchos. It's the Puerto Rican place. <laughs> it was a Puerto Rican place. <laughs> there you go. I thought, how gross is that? Like people are going into the bathroom, coming out of the bathroom, <laughs> pushing on these things. By the way, it's gonna come back. The beads, everything oh, comes back. Absolutely. That's funny. Yeah, there are like Gen Zs listening right now. What are beads? They're googling it. Oh, I want that for my oh, bedroom. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. With my crochet plant holder that my mom had in the '60s. Now that it's come back again. You know, my daughter's crocheting now. She's oh, eleven. Yeah. Like, I heard. I need. A, make, I need a blanket. She's making a big blanket. Yeah. Hmm. Let me tell you something, dude. It's it's not cheap. No. <laughs> no. She's working on it for the fall for you. She told me. She's yeah. Like, I chose these fall colors. It'll be ready by, by fall. I was like, yeah, I commissioned her to like do it over the summer. Good for you, Anna. Eagle logo? No, just fall colors. This is really nice, <laughs> okay. you know. Um, all right, cool. Anything else you can think of, John? What's on your mind? Oh, Differences? No, I'm just glad I get a chance to hang out with you guys. Uh, I love hanging out with you, man. I love hang, hanging out with you. I'll tell you what. I do feel more comfortable around Hispanics than white people. That's easy to say that. You agree with that? Absolutely. Why is that? I just feel like they care about me. And just for the record, I love all people. Red, yellow, black, and white. They yeah, are precious I'm, in his yeah, sight. Yeah, for we sure. Does. But, like, man. <laughs> but if I was going to hang out with like three people tonight and three of them were white and three of them are Hispanic, I feel more like at home with Hispanic. I don't know why that is. Maybe because I'm married to one? It could be. I just think like they're also like a little bit more like loud and they're going to like like more fun? Yeah. Yeah, Wepa! yeah. It's just, I don't Boricua. know. For me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>